This episode of the Rick H Show is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. Este episodio de Rick H Show es traído a ustedes por McDonald's. McDonald's es más que un lugar de comida sabrosa. Es un lugar donde la gente conecta. Growing up in Washington Heights, after softball games on Saturdays, or after school, after the park, we usually went to McDonald's. And I went there for the good times with my friends and the conversations. Usually, you work up an appetite after softball. So, the number one Big Mac meal, medium with fries, that always hit the spot for me. McDonald's always brings back fond memories for me. McDonald's. Me encanta. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Hey. Welcome to the Rick H Show, ladies and gentlemen. What up, y'all? Hey. How are you? So, uh, Javier, how was my Spanish? Excellent. Are you sure about that? Excellent. Okay. I think it's- you didn't ask me. Uh, I'm, <laughs> you, didn't let, you, didn't, <laughs> you didn't let me get there. So, my co-host, Jasmine... Ruiz is here. I almost forgot your last name, Jasmine. I'm so sorry. You don't have to fight, right? Stephanie Kadanoff <laughs> is here as well. Wow, you got a really... No, I feel... That was Javier Meneses is here. And... Pedro is here. We live. We out here. <laughs> Let me. I want before it allowed me to realign my 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 thing. This is not not how I want it. Um, hold on one second. Let me just get. Everybody's gonna get so confused right now. There we go. There we go. How does that <laughs> That's look? Good. That's good. Cool. Welcome to the Rick A Show, everybody. Pedro, how you doing? How's everything? I'm doing good. 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 Great. <laughs> uh, so Pedro, this is Stephanie Kalinoff. She is a fellow realtor. Uh, And then Javier Meneses is a lender. So we have two realtors and a lender on for today. So welcome to the show. If you are looking to buy a home or if you're curious how the process goes and you want to know those uh, FBI, CIA secrets, um, (laughs) today we're going to give you some of those. Okay. Um, So... First, let's talk about uh, people's credentials. So let's start with Stephanie Kalinoff. Who is Stephanie Kalinoff? I'm wondering myself. (laughs) uh, I've been selling real estate for 36 years, and I'm only 37. Wow, you started at one. That's good. I want you to make sure you're all on the same page. Um, I actually started 18 years old, and my mom was the one who got me involved in in real estate and mm-hmm. i have to say after all these years i still love it it really is helping people find their dream homes is mm-hmm. really quite quite uh exciting oh thank you and uh a little we'll get into the story of where i am recording right now stephanie's very familiar with this area uh pedro How's it going? Pedro, who is Pedro Jimeno? Besides from the TV personality person, Pedro has found his passion. Uh, Pedro, how's it going? How's everything? 
How's it going? What's going great? And guys, I've been, you know, I gave my real estate license like a year ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been learning, hustling, you know, and help people, you know, to complete her dream. They have the, you know, the house. Mm-hmm. So uh, Steph normally does Long Island. Pedro does Georgia. But that doesn't matter. We're going to. We're going to give you all the details of everything. Javier Meneses, that's the money guy. Like, this is the mortgage and all that stuff. So, Javier. (laughs) Do I have a. a, a I'm going to do the sound sound effects with my mouth because I don't got the button. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a school class? We on trip? Javier, uh, give us a little bit of your background and uh, what it is that you do. So, uh, so I'm a loan officer. I, mm-hmm. I provide the money uh, for for home uh, for families looking to purchase homes, um, pretty much in the New York metro area, uh, right in Long Island where Stephanie is, and I've been at it since 2006. Hey. Wow! So, let's get started, right? So, my lovely co-host Jasmine Ruiz, I think she's she wants to purchase a home, right? Cool. I, you know, mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. What would be the first step? And, and I'm, let's go with, uh, we'll start with Javier. What would be her first step? So for, first step is always the uh, pre-approval. Um, mm-hmm. And what that looks like is, uh, for me, actually, I try to make that an in-person meeting um, or at least a virtual meeting, uh, mm-hmm. kind of the way we're connecting right now. Then um, we just go over financials. We go over your uh, income. We go over your credit, your assets, your overall financial situation. And we discuss mm-hmm. your goals, what you're looking to get into. And just figure out exactly what options you have as far as financing and break down all the numbers from there, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Got you. So you you go give the whole money rundown to mm-hmm. figure out what our right. options are. Yeah. So okay. e- eventually you'll end up with Pedro or Stephanie to go shop for a house. Mm-hmm. And, and they'll want what's called a pre-approval letter. So mm-hmm. how much do you qualify for with what type of taxes? And that really serves as a guide to the realtor to help you locate a property in the areas that you're interested in within that budget that you and the bank determined pretty much. Got you. Got you. So like someone like me, you know, I got my eyes on these $5 million brownstones in Brooklyn. <laughs> Whoa. Like, what, what? I'm dead serious. Yo, I got to save the Mazzello. Don't play with me. Um, you know, if someone wanted to get pre-approved for a $5 million home, what would that look like? And this is 100% the bougie side of me asking. <laughs> well, I mean, that, so it, it would really just look, regardless of what price point you're looking to qualify mm-hmm. for, it looks the same. It's, it's just overall covering your financial situation, you and your family, who, whoever's going to go on the loan, and figuring out what loan options you have mm-hmm. as far as programs and and from there, we kind of turn in, turn it into actual rates that apply to your situation, closing calls. You get an idea of your payment. Uh, so the process in itself looks the same regardless of what budget you're, you're going for, I Got would it. say. Mm-hmm. Okay, so cool. I want the audience to keep in mind, this. obviously, the situation varies with your financial situation, Correct. what you can mm-hmm. afford, how much money you have on hand. Um, so your if, income, how your much income, debt you might have. Everything varies, right? So we're just going to take Jasmine right here. Um, she is making, let's say 110,000 a year mm-hmm. and she's got 80,000 saved up, you know, 50, she got from her little side hustle. And then the rest came from Abuelita gave it to her. So as a gift, Pedro, so she gets approved, let's say for five fifty in Georgia, what can we get for five fifty? Uh, where do we start from there? Um, and then we'll see what five fifty gets us in long Island. So mm-hmm. Jasmine wants a house, Pedro. She got the pre-approval. Viene on the T. Medio millón. ¿Qué puedo hacer con ese medio millón? 
we had a million, man. Like, had a million in Georgia. That's a lot of money for the house because with that kind of money here in Georgia, you know, I can put you in the best theater school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a school that's going to be like a nine, nine, and eight. You know, the best mm -hmm. school. I can give you like seat bedrooms. Wow. You know, sit bedroom, wow. basement. Mm -hmm. I get a pool? You can get a pool. Yeah, wow. That's for sure. For half a million, for half a million here in Georgia, you can choose other pool. Because right now, that's what a lot of people have been doing right now. You know, they've been selling houses and then the could mm -hmm. stay, you know, let's say they sell the houses over there in New York, okay? Mm -hmm. And with that money they make from the house, they move to Georgia. And they here they they got bigger house, bigger, better quality of life, mm -hmm. and better quality of school for the kid, you know, because they're looking for, you know, improve her life. Mm -hmm. one way or the other one and then that's what we've been doing we've been doing you know like people coming to the state coming to georgia coming from i say um california a lot of people move to california here and wow. they, they sell the house over there coming here and therefore have the million easy you know they can get the house the forever house let's say okay so pedro let's say she doesn't have any children half a million dollar house ready um she's coming mm -hmm. from new york moving down to georgia uh, what is something she should have in mind when she comes to you? Uh, should she have an idea of what specifically she wants? I'm going to, after Pedro's done, I'm going to ask the same question to Stephanie. Uh, cause I feel this is very important. You should know what you're looking for. What are, what are must haves? So what, what, what do you think she should be looking for at that point? Mm -hmm. At that point, let's say, you know, between New York and Georgia, the, pre mm -hmm. the, the difference between about Georgia is that everything's a little far away, let's mm -hmm. say, you know, it's not uh, in New York, everything, you know, it's like a block away, let's say, you know, restaurants, shopping center, that's mm -hmm. nearby. In Georgia, so you from Georgia, you want to get a car <laughs> because you want to get move around corner to corner, you know, it's, mm -hmm. like, it's a little far, everything is a little far away over here. That's the first thing that you consider move to Georgia because it's not publicly, you know, like public transportation. Okay. It's a little bit, it's a little bit awful. Mm -hmm. But if you're a car, you can move anything around Georgia. Okay. So, Steph, she decides not to move to Georgia. She's like, ah, Pedro's trying to get me in a six-bedroom house. That's too big for me. You know, it's just me by myself. You know, I, I, Long Island looks like a better fit for me. Uh, and I got Javier here in Long Island. So, Javier, l l what, what should I bring to the table, Stephanie? Well, actually, you could get a shed for that amount. You know? <laughs> With bullet holes and a bulletproof vest. Got you, got you, got you. It, it, it's a crazy market here. Funny, Pedro mentioned about Georgia. I actually just placed three clients of mine from New York to Georgia, and I just reached out to them this week, and I said to them, you know, how are you guys loving it there? They're like, we love it here, but everything is so far away. So, you know, it's just, they're so used to New York going to get milk, you know, it's around the corner. This, they said that it's not as plentiful as far as, you know, shopping, but they love the atmosphere. They love the feel of Georgia. And, you know, a lot of people are moving out of New York to get a different lifestyle. So mm -hmm. I'm actually going to be calling Pedro to move to Georgia. Really? <laughs> but um, here in New York, even though um, it sounds so crazy, the average uh, house at 550 might get a three bedroom, um, wow. you know, one and a half bath, two bathrooms. Mm. It really varies from town to town, what you can get, but some towns you wouldn't even be able to find a house for 550. She's so, trying to move into Smithtown specifically. Oh, is, that, is that right? 
Jasmine? That's yeah. my hometown. So, you know, <laughs> really, it really depends on your needs. I mean, are you looking for a big colonial that, you know, is all redone? Because that might, that type of home would probably be seven fifty. dollars Gotcha. So, gotcha. like, when we get you into a smaller ranch, a split, probably so, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have to look at the taxes. It has to make sense. Obviously, obviously, Javier can, you know, run numbers to know if it's going to make sense payment wise for you as well. What do I need for the six bedroom Georgia home in New York? <laughs> because that's that's honestly, I'm I'm going for no less than that that vibe. You know what I'm saying? I might even need eight bedrooms for my five children, for my nice. dance studio, and for my office. Uh, slash. I would know, say, how much studio. money does Abuelita have exactly? Yeah. <laughs> Abuelita, she got you know an arm and a leg for me. Good, you're gonna need it. Okay. <laughs> so uh, let, let's say this. She she says, "Oh my God, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm going back to Georgia. Pedro's offered me. Uh, I get more property for my money, right? That's something yes. people mm-hmm. try to look for. Uh, and she wants to make an offer on the house. How does that? What does that look like? What does that entail? Uh, let, let's go with Pedro and then and then Steph and then obviously we got to talk to Javier if we're gonna put an offer on the house." So, Pedro, we got the house. This is the house. What what should she do? Um, Different with this, you know, get in contact with the agent, you know, like see Mm -hmm. how the property, you know, see how many offers the the agent have in the hand right now. Because, you know, you have to know, you know, the seller wants something from Mm -hmm. the sale. You know, the seller is put the line, you know. I like to talk to the agents and, you know, get a conclusion with them. First, mm-hmm. I give you a verbal off- offer. I say, yo, we offer, I want to offer like five, 550, three day diligence. We can do a personal gap just in case the house is appraised because right now the market is very competitive. Mm-hmm. Because as I say, you know, people moving to the state to Georgia and those people have a lot of power of money. You know, they have power of money because people here in Georgia don't have it. And they, they have, you know, that, that advantage mm-hmm. from other from other, for the buyer. Mm-hmm. And the point is, you know, like get in contact with the agent, you know, explain everything, you know, um, try to make a deal and try to, you know, dale la labia, you know, dale la cotorra a la gente. I, I'm gonna translate. So he's he's uh, a charm. So uh, that's something Stephanie uses. <laughs> so he, he said it in, in, in Spanish, dale la labia to us means like charm, charm the, charm, charm right. the uh, seller's agent. So, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> this is the point, you know, like, and sometimes, you know, it's not about how much money the client has, you know, it's about how the terming or the offer. If mm-hmm. I gave you, you no know, diligence, you know, or give you right to inspect, I give you like, let's say 10,000, a pressure gap, mm-hmm. you know, like those things, you know, made you offer different from the other offer. Okay, so we're at the offer, Steph. Let's say we found the house in New York at four or uh, five fifty, which is impossible. Um, and, and you're doing the same thing, Pedro. Is he, he, you're talking to the seller's agent? Um, what kind of competitive offer, realistically, you think? Because um, Pedro mentioned the different things you can do to make your offer stand out. Um, in your mind, what are some things that people might think about that they should do, and some no nos? Oh, well, the first thing we should do is have you do a little introduction. (laughs) For me, how I got Rick's offer accepted was, first of all, we made a phenomenal rapport with Mm -hmm. the listing agent at the open house. I mean, we schmoozed 
them to no end and they really fell in love with the family and when we wanted to stand out because there were 38 offers on the house that he was making an offer on. So Rick did a nice little video introduction mm -hmm. to me, about me, I should say. And then uh, I sent a little video on top of that uh, telling the agent how much, you know, we love the house and mm -hmm. how great it would be, you know, that we would make it very smooth for him. And it actually put us ahead because we really stood out. And you really have to these days you want to make the best rapport with the homeowners while you're there or the agents. So they want to work with people that they like, and it is so competitive. So you do have to have a strong offer. Listen, Rick, you had a great terms and conditions. You offered a fair price. You were not the highest offer, no. but there were other things great about what you would bring to the table that made you stand out. Mm -hmm. So that's really, you know, every, every deal is going to be different. And some people, it's not always about the money for the homeowner. Okay. Interesting a connection that you make, and especially with like people who have been in their homes for so many years, they want to know someone's coming in there and is going to love it as much as they did. They don't want to hear like, "Oh, I have to change the carpeting. I have to do that." They don't want to hear that. They want to hear, "Oh my God, I would love, I love your home. I love the opportunity to raise my family here." So mm -hmm. that goes a long way. Yeah. So. Really quickly, so when you say it's not all about the money, that just sounds so crazy to me because, you know, we live in America. It's always about the money. Um, but you're saying, like, people really do buy and sell almost with their hearts, with their emotions because not they want to feel good about Absolutely. it. it, it you're going to okay. get those who don't care and they all about the, the money. Mm -hmm. It's just going to happen. But then you get a family that really wants someone that they – feel like is going to take care of their home. They, they want that, that connection. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say it's, it could go either way. Really. Also, I think it is a trust factor, right? You, you want to pick an offer that's going to go through. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not going to, cause this is, it's a long process. We're, we're not even, we haven't even talked to Javier yet. That's how long mm -hmm. this process is. So, okay. uh, jazz made the offer, right? Mm -hmm. Pedro pitched his, his offer to Georgia. Steph did it here in Smithtown. And now we got to speak to Javier. Right. Javier, yeah, so, what does that look like? So sometimes I do get, and often I get involved at the point of uh, the offer being submitted. So Pedro and Stephanie uh, pretty much explained to you guys how competitive the market is. And it's pretty much all hands on deck, right? So if you're submitting an offer for the first time and Stephanie says, hey, listen, we just submitted this offer, I'm going to take that opportunity to reach out to the listing agent as well. In fact, Stephanie will mention there's times where the relationships are important, right? If I, mm. if I speak to a listing agent I've never dealt with or don't have any rapport with, but I know Stephanie knows her, I've dropped her name in the past. And I'm sure Stephanie can confirm that. So it, it really is about building that connection and, like you said, building trust, right? If the seller's agent gets a, a strong feeling that this this deal is coming from solid people, from a solid lender, a solid realtor, and it's mm -hmm. a serious offer, they're going to pass that on to the seller. And it's going to just make them feel different about your offer, even if it is a little under the highest bid, right? Sometimes they want to make sure they go with a short thing, not just the highest number. Mm 
Um, so, so I do a lot of that. I reach out to the listing agents. I've gotten on three-way calls with the listing agents and their sellers to articulate just how strong of, of a pre-approval they have with me. I let them know the process that the buyer went through. They drove from Queens all the way to my office with all their family and paperwork. We met for an hour. We checked everything. So those little details are important. Um, so once once your offer is accepted and you're moving forward to contracts, we pretty much move forward with the mortgage application from there. I'm not sure. If you I, have a, to I have a quick question. Yeah, you said, um, you know, you want everything to be smooth and make sure the offer goes through. So sure. what does that mean in terms of go through? Like what would make an offer like fall oh, out if you've already offered? Let's let's table that question because okay. th- there's still a few things more hoops we have to jump before because that's that's a very good question and and it's something we have to ask so uh javier um you have your pre-approval you made the offer uh there so i'm gonna tell you this they don't they listen to all the offers they usually you know stuff is great she she speaks to the um selling agent i'm sure pedro does the same thing when do you when do when are they looking to make a decision by right that's a big thing to know so, uh, so for me personally, cause I'm going to use my personal experience, I think it was three days. So for three days I was sweating, uh, not sleeping, nervous, <laughs> crying. Uh, every time I saw Steph's name on my wife's phone, cause she was the one she was, con- she knew not to contact me. I, I get emotional. I start crying at things like this, you know, um, I'm competitive. I want to win, you know, and, and I know couples that have put in bids on houses and don't get it. So I was trying to keep my expectations low, but again, I couldn't sleep. I was very nervous. So when they take the offer, so let's say, Pedro, you got the offer. They call you. We're accepting this offer. Steph, same thing. We're accepting this offer. What goes next for you guys at that point? For the next point, you know, I I call <laughs> I call I call the buyer, let them know the offer was set. That mm-hmm. right now, you know, we go to do diligence period. This is the period that we're going to take to check the house, inspect the house. That everything's going to be right with the house because mm-hmm. they can they can set the offer. But right now, the buyer go. I send our own inspector. You know. Mm-hmm. go to see the house and make sure the ace bath is functionally you know the roof is okay it's not a problem with the foundation because most of the time it's this is the biggest purchase for anybody else you know buy a house is an easier process but when you get the offer accepted right now we have to inspect the house you know make sure mm-hmm. they are terming make sure the house everything is right with the house no electrical problems everything's working everything's great the plumbing is good you know it's a process. And after that, you know, you're going, when you got your report back from mm. the inspector, you go and call, you know, the seller agent and say, look, this is coming off of the house. We need to repair the HVAC. We need to face the roof, you know, the windows. Mm-hmm. They're not insulated no more. And they come in, you know, the back and forth between two agents, you know, like my mm-hmm. seller, you know, my buyer wants like, let's say 5,000 and costing clothes. The seller don't want to give, you know, and right now it's a really hard decision between two parties to agree in something. Because you said my offer, of course, but right now we, we need to talk about because I want the house ready fit because I want to go in and I want to spend no money in the house because I want to, you know, uh, como se dice, uh, key turn, just only ready to move in. After that, you know, after turnkey, the food, you you kind of want like as 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 best as possible a turnkey type of house. So, yeah. um, 
Pedro mentioned when you're putting in offers, some people like to forego the uh, inspection. Um, Javier, Steph, is that a big no-no? I don't encourage anyone to forego a home inspection. Mm -hmm. I feel everyone has the right to know what they're getting involved in. I mean, they're not buying a $5 shirt they could put in the back of the closet. No. A lot of money on a home that they should really have the information. But here's what happened the last few years that it was so competitive that I really, all my clients had home inspections. I really felt that it was important for them to do it, but it was for informational purposes only. Mm -hmm. So if things came up that needed to be done, it kind of is just for their knowledge for the future. Mm -hmm. A lot of times if they went back and asked for the homeowner to fix things, mm -hmm. they'd say, take care because we have 400 other people who want our home. Mm -hmm. So really, generally here, it's that the roof has to be free of leaks, electric and plumbing up to code, and bug free. So generally, if there was something of major, sometimes we could work it out. But if they're going to start coming in and nitpicking that, you know, the door on the uh, handle <laughs> door is you know, loose, we're going to tell them to take a hike. There's a missing but, light bulb. Or, right, exactly. Yeah. You know, things. But with that being said, the market is changing a little bit. And mm -hmm. now I'm seeing that people are, you know, more people want to have home inspections and they are, they might be a little more picky because now they're spending, you know, a little extra money with their rates. And so they mm -hmm. might, but again, it really depends on the house. And if they want it bad enough, they take it and do what they have to do, at, you know, when they move in. So why the, would someone forego a home inspection? Uh, good question. I'll, I'll let, go ahead. Should I go? Yeah. Sorry. Whoever who wants to answer that, Pedro, you want to answer that? Why is somebody going to want to go to home inspection? Forego, like not. Why do would the they home say inspection. no? No quieren hacer la pensión para que le cojan su oferta. And then you know, it's, it's between the client. You know, if you want if you really want the house, you can you can say no. I don't want home inspection. See to the diligence. Let's go to the closing table. But even even that you know one you know a home inspection, do it. Because it's but why very, not? Why wouldn't someone like in the past from you guys' experience? Just, I always was, go ahead, Pedro. We every client they have, I always I always tell them that you like, need to we need to do a home inspection because we don't want to know. I want to first, you know, that's the care of me because I I don't want to you know sell houses because I want to sell houses. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to make you know made this because it's not, it's another house. It's only, just only sell it. No diligence, no nothing. Just leave. Go get it. That's it. I don't want to do that. I try to tell the clients at the time, yo, these are bits, these are purchased. Make sure that everything's okay. Make sure that everything's all right because I don't want you call me after closing and say, oh my God, the roof is leaking. You know what I mean? <laughs> the agent, we take that. You know, oh my mm -hmm. God, the age bias doesn't work. They call. You know what I mean? That's what I say all the time. The home inspection had to be done. Make sure that you know what you purchased mm -hmm. because, and then, you're going to marry the house. You know, you can date the interest, but you're to marry the house. You want to stay there. I like that. I like that uh, analogy there, Pedro. Javier, uh, why would a seller want to forego uh, a, a buyer? I'm sorry, yeah. excuse me, forego an inspection? So the, the, the truth is, is just to be more competitive. Um, so you, you may have a scenario in your situation when you bought your place, there might have been 40 offers. Um, they're going to not only look at who is offering the most money, 
but they know that when first, especially first time home buyers do a home inspection, they tend to nitpick on, you know, just pick on things, minor things that really aren't that important to the seller. So if you're if you're offering or you're one of the highest offers and you're saying, hey, I'm not going to do an inspection. I know that I have less of a risk in a few days of you falling out and not going into contract because you got spooked away at something from the report. So it just makes you a little more competitive to the seller to just forego it. I would say the way Stephanie explained it is, is a very good, important point because a lot of people feel like, or at least a lot of even realtors felt like, if we forego a home inspection, um, you're going to be more competitive. And they left that at that. But you can do it for informational purposes only so that in case there is something really alarming, uh, you can still back out altogether. But at the same time, you're communicating to the seller that, hey, whatever comes up, uh, it's just for me, to, for my knowledge, just for us to know what's going on with the house, et cetera. Was that, is that Got pretty it. much it? That answer. Thank you. Actually, on listings that I've had where I'm representing the seller and I've had multiple offers on a property, I never like chose an offer or had my clients choose an offer based on a home, a bar and not doing a home inspection. Uh-huh. I always felt like they have a right to do that. Yeah. And, you know, as long as everyone is workable and, I think for the consumer today, like everyone, it should be fair. Really, they should have the opportunity to make a good decision and not be sick about it when they move in and find out like there's major issues. So generally, I I really tell my clients, let's go with the terms and conditions as far as that they're qualified, you know, like they have good uh, credit and all those things that would be more important than worrying about a home inspection. I mean, that, that's, been, that's been part of the problem the last couple of years. This is the market. There's just so little homes out there for, for home buyers. And, you know, not every realtor practices that way. A lot of realtors are just kind of like, hey, what, you know, let me just get whatever we can get for my seller and the rest is your problem. And that's the spirit behind the market the past couple of years. And that's the reason why you've seen people who bought homes without inspections or, like Pedro said, offer 10 or 15 or 20 grand above uh, appraised value. Things of that nature. That that's really what was was driven. I, I'm interested. I'm curious, Carrie, uh, Pedro. I know you've 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 gotten homes for your clients. Have you also sold uh, real estate? Yeah, I also sold real estate. Yeah. So, uh, do you also like Stephanie was talking about when she's the agent for the seller? Do you also does that matter to you when you're looking at the offers? Yeah, does matter to everybody. Does matter because in the end, you know, in the end. Even for even for the seller, you know, yeah. they have to, you know, it's good because you say, I don't want to do an inspection. Let's go. Let's go to the table. You know, we, we want to skip, you know, we know we want to skip a process, you know, mm-hmm. going to be better for everybody. But most of the time, you know, here in Georgia, we we are the time most of the time we qualify for the inspection, you know. OK, so uh, let's uh, I'm going to go. Stephanie, this I'm Stephanie. Wow. Jasmine is, is our is our buyer here in this situation. So Jasmine has decided to go through with the inspection. Uh, mm-hmm. She paid top dollar uh, for the inspection because um, I got to pay for the inspection. That's right. Yep. So it's worth yeah. every penny. I think we okay. should go over what goes in an offer. Right. <laughs> so in, in the offer, what you're going to pay for the house in its entirety. Right. Mm-hmm. What you're putting down at signing, if if like when you're signing the contract, when you get binding, mm-hmm. uh, um, if you're foregoing the inspection or not, um, there's little stipulations you could put in there uh, yep. to make your offer uh, enticing. Uh, appraisal you, shortage. Appra- yes. Yeah, appraisal so, gap. 
it, what you put down in signing, if you put a bigger number at signing, sometimes that'll help the sellers. Okay, these guys are serious about it. That's gotcha. actually, I feel, the best way, the, the best tactic to go about it. You know, if you have the money and you're going to put the money down uh, and you're serious about the house, you, you should go that for, went route. Um, but, Javier, what happens if I sign this contract and I put the money down at signing and the house doesn't go through? Do I get it back? So it, the the truth is that it depends, and it's gonna. I I suspect that that is gonna be different between Stephanie and Pedro because it depends on the markets and the mm-hmm. language on the contracts. Okay. So here in New York, every buyer and seller has to have an attorney to represent them. Um, so hypothetically, Jasmine applies for the mortgage, and we verify employment, and maybe her hours got cut. Something changed. Something mm-hmm. in her qualifications uh, changed, and she no longer qualifies. So the bank uh, issues uh, what's called a denial letter. And then it's up to the attorney, at least in New York, uh, to use that denial letter as a tool to cancel the contract and try to recover the earnest deposit, which is pretty much the funds that you give the attorney when you sign the contract. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Pedro works the same, but I'm not. I'm assuming the realtors handle that in your state? Yeah, we, yeah. realtors, you know, every time, you know, like in the process, you hold time for everything, you know, you have mm-hmm. to lead insert. For loan, it will for appraisal, okay? It will answer for buy the house, you know, for uh, for make, you know, any repair. Well, that's the first one. The second one is appraisal diligence, you know. Appraisal diligence is a time when you when you send the appraisal, mm-hmm. you know, Javier send the appraisal to the house. It let's see the house, you know, we offer half the million in the house coming in 400, the appraisal, you know. Come, it's coming 100,000 under the value. If you pass mm. those dates, the diligence from appraisal, you can negotiate the price. You have to bring 100K from your pocket to the table. Damn, Pedro, jump. You... Pedro, I love you and you my brother, but you jumped a little bit ahead. But okay, we're, we're in the appraisal already. But so, Pedro, this is something. Uh, so when I made it, I went over asking on my house. You know, um, when you go over asking, uh if the house is appraised, let's say Jasmine had five fifty for the house in Georgia, mm-hmm. but Pedro gets it appraised, the lender, I'm sorry, gets it appraised, and the house comes back at five twenty. That thirty K difference is coming out of Abuelita's check. So Depends. you gotta If if they negotiated that, like right. 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 I mean, that's something you talk about at the beginning. Like, are you sad? Right. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has that money to mm-hmm. come up with. So the agent on the other side will be like, do they have the funds to cover it? And if mm-hmm. they don't, then they probably won't go without deal. Mm-hmm. If they don't have the funds to cover that, right? Have you? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's actually crazy to think how different the market was just a month or two ago, honestly. Because uh, if we were having this conversation last month and you told me you had nothing towards appraisal gap, I would have said, you know, save some money because you're not getting a house right now. Right. Uh, it's everything is circumstantial. It really depends on what's going on in the market and where. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 a it's something that has to be negotiated up front in the terms, and it's going to make its way into the contract. Right. The contract is going to really say, hey. This is what everyone agreed on. If mm-hmm. there's an appraisal gap of whatever, the buyer's going to cover X amount or the entire thing, whatever was negotiated up front mm-hmm. is going to be in the contract, and that's what everyone's going to expect to follow through with. Pedro, very, we're going to get to it. Really, 
<laughs> go ahead, Jazz. Go ahead. This sounds so backwards. Why don't they appraise it before they go selling the house? Uh, <laughs> so the thing is, so the truth is that so two months ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick puts his house in the market, and mm-hmm. Stephanie and Pedro they they did their due diligence. They figured out the value of the property, and they said, "Hey, th- this house is worth six hundred grand." They know the value, but what a buyer is willing to pay you or was willing to pay you is a different story. Because there's so many Jasmines out there looking for homes, you're going to say, hey, your $600,000 house, I'm going to offer you six fifty dollars because I really desperately want this house. There's nothing out there. I have extra cash. I want it. So even if we do the appraisal up front, which we kind of did because we determined the value, we know that that appraisal is destined to come in short because we're overvalued at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Your six fifty dollars is over what the house is worth. Mm-hmm. So you just really couldn't avoid running into situations where you had appraisal gaps. Gotcha. Today, different story. Pedro, yeah. you had some, you had your hand raised. What, what, what yeah, 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 yeah. Everything is about you know term. Okay, if you, mm-hmm. if I say they have after we get binding with the contract, I have 15 days to get my pressure my appraisal back to me. If the house coming in low in low value in those 15 days, I can't negotiate the price. I can't negotiate the price without money. We are problem. But see. We pass those 15 days, let's say, if the appraisal have it coming back to me, if the appraisal, if the appraisal coming below, you know, the offer price, mm-hmm. now different story because you have to find that money from your pocket. But diligence protect the buyer all the time, you know. Any agent has to work on the diligence all the time because that's the communication between us and the bank, you know. The bank... Any house that you buy is collateral mm-hmm. to the loan. Okay, mm-hmm. the the el banco, uh, the bank never going to give you a half a million dollar for the house. They only worth four hundred because mm-hmm. it has to be collateral to the loan. Mm-hmm. We're talking. Got it. Makes sense. So uh, it. it was something we skipped, and I'm sorry. So you, if let's say Jasmine wants to live in Long Island, you have to find a realtor with years of experience and then knows the area. Right. Yes. If, if she wants to go to Georgia, you have to find a realtor that knows the market and has connections and knows people. I saw about, I, I'm going to say uh, 15 to 20 houses. And every time we got to a house, Stephanie knew the seller's agent. So I dropped her name so much. <laughs> she you. knew got the you. seller's agent. And every time I, I like, I would see the house. They would be showing it. You know, the mm-hmm. seller's agent's like, "Yes, this is beautiful." Blah blah blah. And I would be in the back with Stephanie, like, "Be real with me. Like, what what's this worth?" She knows the market. Pedro knows the market. Javier knows the market. So, listen to your realtor. They're gonna give you the advice. Stephanie's like, "Yeah, you know, this house is this." Um. And in a couple of years, it could be this, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, I always have to say it like it is because mm-hmm. I don't want you to call me in three years and and then you say, well, how come you didn't tell me then? You know, so yeah. I went up front right, right away. You didn't tell them the part where I used to make you all dance up to the door when we waited online. Yes, so she wanted to make an impact. Always. <laughs> it was me, my mother-in-law, and my wife. Sometimes... Mm-hmm. I think Jonas went to a showing or something. Yeah. My wife was pregnant at the time, and she would make us uh, dance. Um, now, <laughs> if there were steps, we had to dance the steps. If there was okay. just a walk up. Um, 
but your realtor will know the market. So um, due diligence, Pedro, I've said it a couple times already, get a lender. So when we had our pre-approval, oh, we're going with this company. Oh, okay. So they know this is a lender that is a reputable lender. And then trust your realtor to tell you, um, that sounds about right. This price is about right. They'll tell you, even from the listing price, sometimes houses will be overlisted. Like the price will be more than what it's worth because the market yeah. was insane. Or mm-hmm. like, oh, this house is underlisted because they want it, they want competitive offers. So know your realtor. That's my point. I went to a long tangent here. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> your realtor will tell you specifically what the area looks like as far as value, mm-hmm. um, what the offer could be, what the, you, you, they can give a, a gauge of what the, um, we're talking about the evaluation of the, the appraisal, I'm sorry, of the house. Yeah, yeah you're expert. Yeah. So, so they, they can gauge like, you know, what this might be appraised for. And the bank is not going to, once you tell them you're putting an offer, I'm pretty sure the bank does their due diligence on the property, the area, because they're not just going to give a mortgage. No, they're going to exactly. check that out. Exactly. So banks never lose. Banks never lose. <laughs> it's just it's lose. just the truth. You know, banks never lose. They they have everything in place to assure mm-hmm. that when they give you a loan, they've mm-hmm. checked everything to make sure that you're able to repay that loan and that the house has the value behind it. You know, all these things are in place for that purpose. So uh, Jasmine now has gotten the house appraised. I'm the lawyer on the call right now, so I'm going to pretend to be uh, Rick Hero Esquire <laughs> at this moment. So uh, they accepted the offer. The house was inspected. You got the report back. You spoke to Pedro and you spoke to Stephanie. Um, there was a few things that needed to be fixed as far as electrical. Uh, big things, by the way. Let's point this out. Plumbing, electrical. I think Steph mentioned it. Uh, plumbing, Pedro also. P- plumbing, electric, the foundation of the house. Termites. Termites. So those are four. Roof. And the roof. I'm sorry. And the roof. Um, also, if there's solar, that's something you want to also ask about. Some that's solar, a new thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some solar panels are uh, financed. Some are leased. Mm-hmm. So those are terms you need to also ask. Um, so where the hell was I going with this? So I got the all that stuff checked out. They that's speak all- to the attorney. That's all checked out. Now it's time to sign these contracts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Abuelita has to, let's say you're going to get, what's a good number, Pedro, Steph, to put down on a 20%. Let's say five, I put down 20%. No, no, no. For signing. Uh, say 5%. 5%. Okay. Yeah. So she's putting down 5% on a half a million dollars. Yeah, in Georgia, we do 3%. For, really? Yeah. New, for new buyers, first time home buyers, it's 3%. If you are the stay, we talk about five percent and ten percent, but you have if you have your word letter that you're going to live in Georgia, you only put three percent down, three percent costing clause and total. You can have half the million, half the million house, you know, <laughs> or less the fifty grand. Hey, Stephanie, I'm liking some of these Georgia rules. I know. Wow, <laughs> that's insane. So, we have to speak to some people up here and implement some of them. I spoke to Pedro on the phone the other day, and he was telling me if you're a first generation, so let's say Jasmine, Jasmine's Puerto Rican, but let's say she was Cuban and she's a first generation uh, Cuban yeah. here and she's buying a home. What, what is the rule in Georgia? I'm sorry. 
No, 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 no. That's something. Um, my uh, nuestra, uh, la compañía, the company, oh, my boss. Your company Delgado. does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Laura Delgado company. You know, our my my broker. She right mm -hmm. now try to try to if you the first generation they buy a house. You know, she tried to give you a grant to the second generation. You know, because most time real estate people, you know, more brokers they make money. But right now, you know, like it's not how much money you take. Sometimes it's how much you give to the community. You know. Because sometimes you have to you win and give something back for the community too, and right. then right now we try to implement you know like like that. If you for, if you for generation buy a house, we can help you know you just you, you some to a grant to go to school you know mm. like that. Yeah, we go to implement the future. It's not Georgia rules. Okay. <laughs> no, we can't do that in New York because then everyone is the first Every, generation. Everyone's home. first generation. Yeah, <laughs> Um, yeah, so Pedro was explaining. I found that very interesting, you know. Um, let's, uh, where were we again? Bring me back. Well, the attorney signing contract. I'm, I'm the attorney. I'm the attorney. Okay. So Jazz is putting down 5%. She's coming to my office. She's signing a thousand papers for the contract. While you're Part there, because I'm going to speak on, I'm not an attorney, <clears throat> but I know what goes on in that part. Uh, while you're there, your attorney's going to draft the contract. Um, and they're going to go over the entire contract with you. It's a very long process. Sometimes mm -hmm. they can add little things in the contract for you um, to make sure you're protected. Because the attorney's job is to protect you as much as possible. You and your money. You're going to hand over that 5% check. They will put it in escrow. At least this is how it happens in New York. Mm -hmm. Pedro could tell me if it, that's how we do it in Georgia. They'll put it in escrow. You sign first, then the seller signs. And officially, the house is now under contract. Wow, congratulations, Jasmine. You what is an escrow? I'm going to need you to explain that because there's people that don't know what that means. Who's holding the money? We, uh, that was so far. <laughs> the job. <laughs> so. Go ahead, so, so pretty much so when you meet an attorney, at least in New York, so mm -hmm. you meet an attorney, you sign four copies of the contract. I think they still do that, right? I'm pretty sure that's how it is. So you sign four copies of the contract, you hand over your 5% in this in this situation mm -hmm. deposit. And th those contracts and check gets shipped out to the seller's attorney. Mm -hmm. The seller then meets the seller's attorney then meets with their client, signs contract. And that check gets deposited into the escrow account of the sales attorney, mm -hmm. and it stays there until you're closing. Mm -hmm. The uh, the money you're putting down at signing goes towards your, your down total, payment your down and your closing costs. Yeah, your overall cash needed. Yep. Got it. Got it. In Georgia, in Georgia, just only we have one tonnery for both party. Okay, it's just only one one tonnery. Wow. That's shady. That's very shady. That's so, mad shady. You're not gonna be playing both sides of the fence in New York, baby. Okay? Oh, because they <laughs> had to be impartial between two parties. You know what I mean? Oh, like so party, the other party, the attorney is impartial. This is interesting. Pedro, so, who picks the attorney? The seller. Really? That's not, that's no, no, not no, 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 no. Buyer, buyer, pay the three percent. That's still not impartial. Oh, no, buyer. It's buyer. Buyer pay the attorney. Oh no, but who picks who who makes like if I want it who pick depend. It can be buyer or can be seller. Most of the time, you know, the seller put disclosure in the property. If you want if you made the offer, you mm -hmm. have to put this attorney because this attorney oh. will do the seller be represented, you know. Or anyways, gotcha. I can send in my attorney, 
mm-hmm. we we use O'Kelly or Sorham all the time, you know, the best of the best. And, you know, they represent both sides. And, the, you know, if any mm-hmm. problem they had, you know. This is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm, sure, yeah. Steph, I'm sure like Steph that. and Javier have some questions. So go ahead. Yeah, I was curious, you know, what, what is an attorney charge to do with the Yeah, company? I was asking the same thing. <laughs> It's going to be only 3% the value of the house. It's 3%, 3% now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn, they ain't making no money in Georgia. <laughs> no. That's a no. lot. That's, That's a, a lot. lot. Yes. yes. Oh, don't tell the attorneys in New York. They're all going to move to Georgia and start doing real estate. <laughs> what are attorneys, what are attorneys making here? Um, uh, I would say roughly $1,500 is, is yeah. I would say, is normal. That's, yeah. that's the best at best. Wow. That's it's crazy. Thing, closing, 3% down payment. You with 3%, you can have you you dream house easily in Georgia. Wow. I will say this: closing, close down there are like a fraction of what we have up here. Yes. For sure. wow. Yeah, we're not even at that point. So yeah. let's. So now, uh, Pedro and Steph have done most of their job. Yep. Uh, they got you to contract. You're in contract. So Javier, what does that mean for us? And you, because this is a lot of back and forth between us. Yeah, yeah. So at this point, everyone is just like all the attentions on the bank really at that point. So uh, at this point, we would update your pre-approval or your documents, right? I might have met you two months ago or three months ago when I first pre-approved you. And we have to get some documents updated, such as your pay stubs, bank statements, et cetera. And what happens is we grab that contract. We have all the terms in writing. And we then send you your application package. And it's yet even more paperwork that you have to sign. Um, It's a bunch of different disclosures and and all your information as far as employment and things of that nature is all in your application. Uh That gets signed and that allows us to then order the appraisal that we were speaking about before. And it also allows us to pretty much process and underwrite your loan. So for uh, the sake of time, the house was appraised at... 540 and the bid was 550 um so she's fine at that point um she signs the. i'm gonna tell you right now you you signed a ton of papers mm-hmm. a billion times over and over and over and over yeah yeah um so uh what goes next because i'm very foggy at this so point. so we so we order the appraisal we get mm-hmm. the loan processed and underwritten mm-hmm. and you know a couple of weeks after you sign contracts your loan is approved Mm-hmm. And what that means is pretty much that the bank officially commits themselves to lending you this money based on these terms. And then they give you a list of what's called conditions. So they say, hey, listen, you have to go and purchase your homeowner's insurance. We need the title report, which we can cover later. And just mm-hmm. other items that are necessary before you get to the closing table, pretty much. Okay, so I'm going to run a small commercial break. Sure. And we're almost at the finish line, folks. You keep hearing this word closing, right? Like Mariano Rivera. You're going to find out what that is. Oh, I like that. And does that also mean more money out of your pocket? COVID-19 moves fast. And now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at TreatCV19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. So welcome back to the Rick H. Show. We, uh, 
so we're almost there at this house, man. This in Georgia, we have a six bedroom pool. How many bathrooms you say to us, Pedro? A ton of bathrooms. Um, Basement, everything. Everything. Uh, and then here in Smithtown, we got like a little shack, two bedroom, one and a half the bullet holes, <laughs> one and a half bath um, <laughs> near the LI. I can't hear you. Scott, hello. Oh, we can't hear you. <laughs> we lost Jasmine too. Maybe when he gets on, let's just like talk like this. <laughs> so he thinks that we're muted too. Would that be funny? Let's just make up something. Let's do it with sign language. Let's right. see how that goes. Like ventriloquist. <laughs> no, but all kidding aside, aren't some of those rules in Georgia cool for New York? Oh, what? What are you saying? The uh, what rules? The rules. So the the whole thing with um where home buyers only have to put three percent, you know, here in New York you have to negotiate, you know, you, you may have to do more just to get an offer accepted, things of that nature. They have like these predetermined rules where this is how it goes, and it just takes that away from having to negotiate. Rick, can we you hear us? Yeah, I got something. You know, um, I get <laughs> I got correction because like uh, the alternative here represent the loan. Okay, the attorney represent the bank. Okay. Georgia. And the the attorney is like depend, you know, um seven fifty to five hundred, depended depended the, the firm. Yeah. Me jala la oreja. We don't hear him. Yeah. We can hear you, Rick. Rick, it sounds really important what you're saying. I just can't hear you. Yeah. Rick, do you hear us? Do you want do you want us to talk about what happens from this point forward to closing? One minute. Pedro. Yes. I want to know, do I look familiar? Do you? No. I watch, that. I watch you every week, so I thought maybe I looked familiar. <laughs> <laughs> really? You remember me? I'm the girl on the TV, you know? <laughs> hey, Rick. Yeah, that's not working. <laughs> we can hear him. Poor Rick. What happened to Jasmine? She had a date? I think she had enough of this home buying process. Okay. And she's, like, she's oh, just like, no. I'm just going to go rent. She's, she's already on the way to see Pedro in Georgia. Yeah. No, no, no. I love that you're doing this, though. That makes it like really. Look oh, really good. Nope. 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 <laughs> I feel like the Brady Bunch. <laughs> That's better. Now we can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, I think you should have wore a Yankee hat. This would have never happened. <laughs> Honestly, I got to tell you. I, I've been holding that one in for a while. 
Good thing it's the end of the show. He would cut you off long ago. Ah. The beauty of computers. We all can just do an ending. Like, call me for all your real estate needs. Pedro? <laughs> call Pedro for all your real estate needs. <laughs> Javier Falons. <laughs> Rick, is it okay if we just if we just talk, explain all the way through uh, closing? You want to call me? If you call somebody, I don't know who we call right now. I'm going to pretend like I'm on the phone. Oh, oh, yo, what? yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Y'all don't know me, but I'm introduce myself because my man Rick having technical difficulties. <laughs> my name is Dr. G and I'm a gangster and I'm trying to buy a crib, I'm trying to buy a crib for the family. I got some questions and, you know, can I buy a, cri a crib with straight cash? Sure. Definitely could. Yeah. Is anybody going to ask any questions? Yeah. No. It was right. a piece of money in a suitcase. In a suit, uh, a silver suitcase. I believe that my English is not very good looking right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do have. If you are to buy a house with cash, you will have to show proof of funds where, where the money is, and not just. I actually had a client who said she had cash to buy a house, and I said that's great. We'll need proof of funds. She said it's in a suitcase. I said I thought she was kidding, but she was. You had that really. Yeah, it really she did. Was a gangster. You want to give me her number? Yeah. <laughs> uh, taking right money now. from her husband. I think Rick is Yo, back. Rick, welcome back. Rick? <laughs> Damn, it ain't, it ain't working, my boy. It ain't working. Try, the, that out. try the Yankee hat thing I told you. <laughs> you know, Rick, all about the Mets. I keep telling him, nah, it's about the Yankees. Right here. Right. So I'm a psychologist, you know, I'm a therapist and I, I gave up my gangster ways. So I actually give advice now, believe it or not, you know, I'm reformed. So do you guys have any advice, any, any things that you need advice on? <laughs> How to fix Rick's mic. The Yankee Harry. It works. It works. Oh, oh Rick, no, you there back. you go. You back. It, it works. If it stops working, really do the Yankee hat thing. I'm telling you. It, it, it works now. That was you you missed. They told me I could buy a house in cash, but I got to prove where it came from. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. G is in the building, so it's let's hear it for my man, Dr. G. Thank you. Thank you. The views and expressed that are about to be asked by Dr. G are not of those of the Rick A. Show, Rick H., or Jasmine Ruiz. So, yep. without further ado. I'm my own person. Word up. Okay, go ahead, Dr. G. <laughs> Well, I told I, you know, I asked a little question. I just let them know. I give advice. Mm -hmm. okay. They need any? Do they need any advice? Y'all got any woes? Y'all got any problems? Want me? Uh, okay, so uh, uh, let's start with let's let, let me quarterback this thing right here, Javier. Uh, so Dr. G is uh, sort of a therapist. Um, I am, and uh, <laughs> he is. I'm sorry. Uh, do you have any <laughs> any advice for uh, or, or or question you've always wondered? or wanted to ask, or, you know, you ever been on the couch? You can ask Dr. G now. Dr. G is going to give you a good answer. Mm -hmm. um, something's probably help your business, actually. Yeah, I know a lot about business. I, I would love to know how to deal with tough personalities. Some of oh. these things we got are tough. Some of these New Yorkers are real tough, I got to tell you. That's a good you got to look them dead in the eye mm -hmm. and say nothing. 
and let him know all eye contact that I ain't messing around trying That's to get this house or not. Because if you want me to approve you, you got to come correct. You got to let them know. You got to talk to them in their language. You know what I'm saying? Mm. All right, so be straightforward and transparent and just, all right, good. That's great advice, I think. And don't I take, think. don't take, don't be soft. Can't be, don't soft. be soft. You can't be don't soft. Be, don't be soft. That's you number like one advice. Yeah, number one. Okay, Pedro, I, Pedro, come on. You got to have a, come on. Pedro's got a ton. So, all right, I'll ask one for Pedro, right? Pedro, <laughs> we all know Pedro's a reality star. People love him. Uh, but he's a real estate agent now. Mm-hmm. How does he get people to separate Pedro, television Pedro, from real estate Pedro? Ignore the fact that you're famous. Okay. Exactly. Somebody I'm trying sure. to talk to you, take a picture with you. Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm a regular dude. You want to buy a house? You hit me up. Other than that, keep it moving. That's wow. it. Okay. If you ignore it, they're going to ignore it. They're going to be like, damn, he regular. He's not mm-hmm. feeding into the clout. And they're going to feel dumb. Boom, okay. you got your peace, your sanity back. So, uh, Dr. G, do you have to confess to Pedro that you're a fan of his? Would you, would you um, like to do that now? You know, I'm a gangster. That wouldn't be real gangster of me. Okay. But shout out to you, Pedro. It's lit. <laughs> you lit. You lit. <laughs> lit. And finally, my one of my favorite uh, people to just because the banter is so amazing. Uh, Steph, do you have? I'm sure Steph has tons of questions for dr g we oh. might have to do an episode with just steph and dr g but uh, go ahead steph i was hoping you had a question on my behalf since you know oh oh really okay. yeah i want you to bring it on so if if this is i'm stephanie kalanoff i'm asking dr g this question right now if i'm super charismatic and i know i have a future in other ventures like comedy shows, mm-hmm. but I've been in real estate so much. Like I, I know that that's like I do it in my sleep. What should I do? How should I merge those two things together? You should make fun of all the people you come across in real estate on stage. You right. telling me you don't got no characters trying to buy a house, but they come looking crazy, or they come with two dollars looking for the million dollar mansion? Come on. That's top-notch comedy right there. Also, the American dream, baby. Everybody want a house. You got stuff to say. Steph, I can send you some material if you like. Wow. Okay. I laugh. I'm gonna that, write that story about here. the briefcase. That right there, yo, you can make that into a whole skit. Mm. Who's that girl? Where'd she get that money? She's an assassin? What's going on? When does it from her husband? From her husband? Is he dying? Is he dying soon? <laughs> What's going on? What's going? What's going on there? You know what I'm saying? You got content. Okay. Content. Is there is there something you want to say to each one of our guests before you go, Doctor G? And thank you for being on the show again one more time. Uh, is there something you would like to a piece of advice you would like to give them for free? Ooh, for free. Mm. I, I know I, you don't I, do I, free. I don't do free. I don't do free. I know about my money. You know I got. <laughs> money, money, bling, bling. All right, piece of advice for all of y'all. Mm-hmm. Steph, keep doing your thing and get on that stage. Yes. Pedro, keep selling them houses because that's going to make you more money than reality TV. Don't tell nobody I said that, but I know it, though. I know it, though. All right? Javier, you lending money. Just make sure people know you're not personally lending money, you know? You don't want nobody knocking on your door talking about, yo, I heard you lending out money. Nah, son, nah. 
That's funny. <laughs> Appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. G, the one and only. Thank, thank you for being on the show. Teaching us all this stuff. Thanks for having me, Rick. Wow. Wow. It was her. Him. How'd you guys? Her. Him. 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 Uh, yeah, Dr. G is uh, fantastic. So we're, we're at the point where um, let's get back to buying this house. Yeah. Uh, we're at the point where we're at contract. The loan was accepted. It was approved. She went to Wells Fargo or who? not Wells Fargo. I'm sorry, State Farm or uh, Geico, whatever home insured. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to the house. There was nothing wrong with the house. Mm-hmm. That's another step you have to go through. Yeah, it's just like we can't insure this house. I'm sorry. Um, she got her insurance done. What's next, Javier? So, so like you said, loan got approved. Um, all your conditions, including the title and the uh, homeowners insurance, got submitted. Mm-hmm. Underwriter takes another peek at those things, and mm-hmm. they give you what's called a clear to close. That's like CPC, music to Pedro uh-huh. and Stephanie's ears. What, what was that, Pedro? CTC. The CTC, yeah. That's what makes them dance. Love CTC. We love CTC. <laughs> so, you know, the, the loan gets clear to close, and that's pretty much a green light to schedule closing. Mm-hmm. Um, here in New York, that pretty much entails the buyer's attorney and sales attorney uh, setting a, ta- a day and time to get together and, and, and have their buyers and sellers on the table and, and settle up closing. Okay, so we're at closing now. Okay. Who's at that table? Give me the characters. So at the table, you will find the buyer, their attorney, the seller, and their attorney. Mm -hmm. You will have a representative from the title company, and then you'll also have the bank attorney present. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the the bank also has an attorney who represents them at the closing. Um, They'll give you a stack of paperwork that has to get signed. Uh, buyer attorney and seller's attorney settle out, uh, balance out the money. Mm-hmm. Um, checks are exchanged and ultimately keys are handed over to the buyer, hopefully. Okay, so I'm at closing. Uh, we hear this word closing costs. Yeah. Uh, what does that look like? Um, so clo- closing costs, I, I always tell people, it's a lot of line items involved in closing costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always tell people it's, it's three things, really. It's you have what's called bank related fees. So what's what am I charging you? What's the bank charging you? What are their fees like? Um, you have title related fees. So the title company that your attorney elect, uh, they they pick up uh, taxes in behalf of the county. They pick up um, sometimes escrows if, they ha- if it has to get paid right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a bunch of different fees, including their title insurance. And then the third item would be uh, escrows and prepaid. So. Uh, in your payment, hopefully you will have your taxes and insurance included there. And the bank picks up uh, several months, depending on when those bills are due, they'll pick up several months worth of taxes and insurance. And the idea is so that after closing, you're making this one monthly payment and they have enough money from all of that to cover those taxes and renew your insurance every year as, as, as they go along, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So will if Pedro's my a realtor, will, will Pedro be at my closing? Of course. Steph, will you be there for me? Actually, you know, with COVID, we did not go. (laughs) No, I know. Our table was very short. Yeah. I mean, they really didn't want anyone around if they didn't have to be. So now now they're allowing 
the realtors to come to a closing. For me, I feel the most important part is to do a final walkthrough with that client. Oh my God, I missed. You forgot yeah. the final walkthrough. Mine was the day of closing. So uh, what's yeah. a final walkthrough, uh, Pedro and Steph? Pedro, you want to? Yeah, I had a little. <laughs> that happened to me like a couple of days ago. Like we, the final walkthrough is like, you know, it's like the, walk, the final walk, you know, to see a proper big, before the we close before the signing of the paper was you know is it something you know maybe you see the house like a mom to a mom it's a lot of time has passed you know like it's been it's a lot of time and then you know you want to see you know that everything is good with the house you know everything is the house is there you know it's not any damages or any you know any problem uh you know a tree having fall to the house or whatever you know it's in any pipe broken because i had experience i had about a, a, a one what my experience the other day like we close in the house and we do the final the final walk through like we before because the closing was you know move mm-hmm. you know the, the the closing will move and they were closing will move to the other week you know like there we close the house the, yeah yeah wait did i lose pedro for talking that's pedro pedro uh having a glitch right now i have two pedros now Oh, hey, hey. Oh, there, we go. <laughs> there, there we go. We lost Pedro for a second. Yeah. And then I, I got I got my experience about because um, mm-hmm. we do the final walk through and then the closing have extended to another week. And then when we saw the house, we do the first one, but we never go against the house because we were, everything was fine. And the next day that we close the house, you know, my client called me and said, you know, the pipe was broken in the right. house. And the, and the mm-hmm. and the water was was um coming out you know from the top to the garage all the garage was like messed up mm-hmm. oh and then you know wow. i you know like a rocky that... mistake i learned from my mistake because i do the final walk through a week before because the person haven't been extended and then i'll do it again mm-hmm. and then man that was something you know I, I would say the way you did it the day of is uh, ultimately the best way mm. you know like literally on your way to the closing yeah. table stop by the house and do your final walking so uh in my personal experience um so we went through that whole rigorous process and then i get to see uh steph again and we went through the house and we made sure that um because you see the house is all it could be staged um stages when they put furniture in there to give you an idea what the house could look like. We went through the house. We're like, yeah, this is the house we're buying. You know, it's it's different at that point because it's empty completely. Um, and you go through the main things that we talked about, electrical, plumbing, uh, roof, bugs. And if I'm missing one, please tell me. Um, and then you're like, oh, okay. You can say yes, no. Um, some walkthroughs go bad where you find things that have happened to the house that you didn't catch before or might not be on the report at that point what can i do steph or pedro let's say we're doing a final walkthrough at that day the signings at two the walkthroughs at 10 in the morning Mm -hmm. and we find let's say uh some cracks or something wrong with the ceiling which is a major thing during the final walkthrough before we go to closing, what are some things? What are what are options at that point? If things have changed since your home inspection, like mm-hmm. 
I know your in-laws had that circumstance where mm-hmm. they bought the house and then they felt after when we came back to the final walkthrough that they saw a crack that mm-hmm. none of us saw originally, even though mm-hmm. we even went back to the home inspection to see mm-hmm. if it was noted and mm-hmm. that, you know, we didn't bring it up during that time frame. Mm-hmm. So generally, if something has changed since the time that they they saw it, they had the home inspection and if there's a leak, if it's, you know, like something major, they generally will hold money in escrow mm-hmm. and have it, you know, like fixed. Or if they like left things behind, like the house has to be broom swept where really there shouldn't be anything left in the house. But sometimes you go in and you see things that they didn't get rid of. So, you know, if you need to get a dumpster to clean out the house, they'll make adjustments for that. You know, you take pictures, you show the attorney, you kind of work that out before you get to the closing and you tell the attorney, oh, these things we're going to need to talk about. So mm-hmm. they can hold some money in escrow and see, you know, get it fixed when they move in. And that money, if they don't need to use all of it, then the rest of money will come back to the seller. Mm-hmm. So in best case scenario, we go through the walkthrough. Pedro's, you know, beautiful six bedroom, four bathrooms, basement, cellar, ba- uh, pool, house, you know, final walkthrough. Jazz and he see anything, so it's fine. She goes to the closing, closing table. Same thing in Smithtown. After, uh, because closing really, Javier gave you a, a small smidget of what actually happens there. It's a lot of paperwork signing. Um, you might get lost in the shuffle because they give you the paper piece by piece, uh, and you just turn into a robot and you just sign, 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 sign. Um, let's say in the scenario where Pedro uh, was in, uh, we get the keys and we go to the house and we notice something then. After you close on it? Yes. Mm, you asked out. In New York, how would we, uh, how would that work? If you, we didn't address it beforehand and you mm-hmm. walk in and something happens, it's on you basically. Really? Damn. No escrow money. No, then you kind of... Out your pocket. I've had people call me nine months after they moved into the house and said, the roof is leaking now. Yeah. Well, like, it is what it is at that point. Oh, my God. I saw I saw one of these on TikTok. She called it, like, the house from hell. Oh, like, God. she just bought the house. Everything went wrong within that first year. It ended up costing her, like, $40,000 or something. Which is why that inspection up front is so important. That's why you you pay for that. How much is an inspection? Say that again. How much like, is an ex- inspection? How good of an inspection you want done on your house? The yeah. the top notch inspection. How much am I paying? Top notch. It could be anywhere from five to eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh, that's nothing. I thought it was going to be a few thousand dollars. Okay. You know, you know what? You would you would think that buyers feel that way. And you know, eight hundred bucks when you're buying a half a million dollar house really is yeah. Like, come on, that's a penny. Things is nothing, but. You know these buyers sometimes make a big deal out of it, and, and they yeah. Because well, let me uh, let me speak for my buyers right now. I'm gonna represent the buyers sure. for a second. It's half a million dollar house, but you're you're at the point where you're like, man, you you know where every cent is going, and you have like a, yeah, yeah, a <laughs> insane budget in mind. Mm-hmm. So wherever you can get a break, you you, you kind of take it. 
at that Got point. You. Yes, no. The inspection should not be one of those things. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Any attorney. That's, that's, the, that's the important part right there. Right. Don't get a cheap attorney. Uh, I'm not going to say that you did, but no. He might I be. Love, I love my attorney. He was the best. <laughs> uh, he was the greatest. He was. Um, Because he was the cheapest. Final thing. Uh, there's uh, just like buying a home. These people all know each other. So if you go to a lender but you don't have a realtor, ask that lender, is there someone in this area that you might recommend? If you don't like the person, you don't like the person, you don't have to go with them, but uh, ask questions. It's something that people are afraid to do in this day and age. Ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. You're making a big investment. Um, That's a big thing right there. Luckily, uh, I went, I got my pre-approval with my wife, and um, I got a referral. So in my family... This lady, I don't know where you see her. I think she's in the middle now. She sold a few houses we, for like we, she's helped us acquire a couple houses. So word of mouth is a big thing. Referrals are a big thing. And also look at uh, the experience of the person, how well they know the market and how well they know their area. So that, those are those are my from a buyer's point of view. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I want to thank Stephanie Kalinoff, Javier Meneses, and Pedro Jimeno Jr. Jr. <laughs> for being on the show today. Um, if you guys want us to do a part two, email me, DM me, let me know. Um, there's a ton of stuff we did not cover. We just gave you an overview picture. A lot of things could go wrong. We gave you best case scenario type of situation. Um, if you want to speak to Javier, Steph, or Pedro if you're in the Georgia area. You can email me and send me a direct message. I'm in the market to buy a house. I saw Steph knows Long Island very well. Javier's in Long Island. Let me know. I will get you in contact with them. Um, if you want to follow Stephanie Kalinoff at Instagram, it's at Stephanie Kalinoff on Instagram. Pedro, Pedro, what is your IG? Because th- it's at Pedro... It's- no, my G, I had two difference. One for the business. No, the re- the business one. That's the business one. That's like, let me find this over here. It's like Pedro Jimeno Rialto. Pedro Jimeno Realty. And uh, Javier, uh, I will give them your contact. Javier is the money man. You know, you got you to gotta, you gotta get your way that way. You know, you got to, somebody's got to pl- plug you in. To, you know. For real, for real. So I want to thank you all for being on the show. I truly do appreciate it. I want to thank you guys. Uh, this was very informative. It's something that our community needs. Um, when I was buying a home, thank God I have family members that purchased homes. I was able to pick their brains, but not everybody has that luxury. So thank you right. for your thank you for having me tonight. Thank you. This was great, really. You can buy me any thank week. <laughs> so Pedro, hopefully I get to see you soon. Uh, yeah. Steph, you're always invited. Javier, you're familiar now, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. You know, I got you when stuff comes in. Jazz, anything you want to say before we go? Thank you guys so much. I did not know any of this, so this was a huge help. Um, She's so lying. I need, I need to start her husband, saving some her, dollars. Her fiance is in finance. She's lying. He knows a lot more than me. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, you know, he never bought a house either, so he don't know that much. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. 
Thank I'm on you. vacation, but Tuesday we'll be back with another episode. See you all next week. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at TreatCV19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer.